Hey, Matt Hudgens and Mulvaney, profitability. Dave, how buddy? Man, I'm good. Right when you said that, the internet started breaking up, so we are profitability MD. <laughs> oh, no. I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney. This is profitability MD. Sorry about that, man. Matt, it's not your fault. The technology <laughs> must be the Russians. Must uh, be the Russians. All I <laughs> They're all over the place. So how are you today, Matt? Man, life's pretty good. I do not like the winter. So uh, I know uh, I'm in Atlanta, so I'm cold. You're in Jacksonville and cold. I got a buddy up in Boston. He's cold. So maybe the whole East Coast is cold right now. I don't know. I just walked my dogs out back of the office and it was cold and it was gray. And I, and I was, it made me think of all the many reasons why I left Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> It was cold, and it's you know cold here is forty. It's forty five probably, and it's very cold. So that's cold. That's cold okay. to me. Summer will be back in a week. I hope. <laughs> that's right. It'll be eighty degrees in no time. I hope so. So, all right, man. So we are in episode fifty seven. Let's talk about uh, craft your million dollar message. Craft your million dollar message. Crafting your million dollar message. Um, I did a workshop with one of my coaching groups this week, and. This is just, it was an abbreviated version. I put together a one pager. We can, we can attach it or, or however you want to do that on there. Uh, because, you know, you know, you're a copywriter and you talk about that, you know, messaging is, is all important and, and super important. So this was more of a uh, shortened version of that. So we can go into as much detail as, as we want to go into. So I'm not, you know, typically you're going to say we got to understand, you know, the problems and issues of your avatar of your ideal client and, and all this. So, so we'll go, we'll go into that, but this was kind of meant to be a one pager fill in the blank. You know, I had a group of these guys and, and just see if we could help them craft their message today. And it's important. And, and so I want to tell you how important it is. I'm going to read a quote from J.H. Jowett. I have a conviction that no sermon is ready for preaching, not ready for writing out until we can express it in a theme in a in express its theme in a short pregnant sentence as clear as crystal i find the getting of that sentence is the hardest most exacting and the most fruitful labor in my study so we're talking about a very important statement in your business and this is your message um you know he refers to it as a sermon but the point is this is the message this is how you tell when people say what do you do you say i help so and so i mean you're going right. to that's the message and some call it the elevator pitch right right but the elevator pitch sounds like you're selling something and i think that's one thing that we want to move from the thought of you're selling something your message should be something that people say I want, I need that, or I don't need that. That's right. the point is I, I want what you have, or I'm not interested in that. And it separates the two. The message should actually clearly define that. So yeah, peak and interest. So, so, you know, you could have like a 10 second elevator pitch, which is really more like, you know, one or two sentences. You could have a 30 second elevator pitch for, you know, um, but this was really meant for the, the 10 second, but we can go into some of those. But so I put together this little one pager and, and, so I thought we just might go through of them and then I'll like kind of the fill in the blank. So should I start with the, the, uh, the questions that I was telling at the top of that sheet? You think well, that's yeah. So let's start with those questions because that's yeah. Start with the questions and, and we will uh, have a copy of this in the show notes um, as well as well. At, you can get it at profitabilitymd.com. 
If you go to the show notes and subscribe or uh, subscribe to this channel, I'll, I'll make sure we send you an email on it. So, okay. All right. So, so basically I got three little questions that we ask and I'm sure there's a lot more again, Uh, but I just said, number one, what's your client's biggest goal or desire? And so I thought it'd be good if we just go through with like an example. So uh, one of my guys in the group was a a mortgage broker. Okay. So let's just use it. And I got mortgage broker, real estate, travel agent, insurance guy, but we can go through several of these, right? So it'd be like, uh, what's the, you know, if you're a mortgage broker, what's your client's biggest goal or desire? Right. So, so I would say your client wants to, uh, you know, get a mortgage, right? They're buying a house, right? So they want to, they want to get a mortgage. But, they, but you said it in the same statement. So this is, it's important. Do people want a mortgage or do they want that dream house? Yeah, The mortgage is the thing that, so if you're a mortgage broker, understand, um, you don't sell mortgages, you sell dream houses. Um, That's you, a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. You give people the, uh, and that's, that's number two. What's your client's greatest dream or aspiration? So the dream or aspiration, they want their dream house, right? You're exactly right. Aspiration is, a, is the exact word. Um, as a copywriter, uh, that, um, uh, some people will open with pain. If you're not going to open with pain, open with aspiration. What somebody really desires, if you can hit that, that brings up an emotion that makes them go, oh, I really want that. You want really? to get to emotion. Aspiration. Okay. And then number three would be what's your client's biggest pain or frustration, right? So in a mortgage, you would be, let's say you're a first time home buyer. So there's probably a lot of confusion. I've never done this before. I'm trying to buy my dream home. Uh, the biggest pain or frustration is, gosh, I've heard nightmare stories about how this takes forever and there's always something they need at the last minute and, and somebody always drops the ball and it's just a pain in, in the rear. Right. So those are all we could fill that out in, in 10 different ways to Sunday. Right. And then I got the fill in the blank part that just says, you know, I help. So we would say, you know, I help first time home buyers. If Perfect. that was your niche. Right. I help first time home buyers. And then we could say the next fill in the blank is achieve or do blank. So we let's say I help first time home buyers. Um, what would you say? Uh, well, I help first time home. I would say I help first-time home buyers get the funding they need so that they can purchase their dream home without without headaches, without payment. You can you can add without a large down payment, without you know. Yeah, exactly right. It could be without a large payment. It could, that's exactly. It could be without a large payment. So so it could be without the all the hassle, without you know, closing efficiently, closing quickly. So yeah, back out. in the in like two thousand and five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, they would have said without having to prove your income. <laughs> right, right, exactly right. That would have been their pitch. So, <laughs> so the blank is I help blank. So I help first time homebuyers achieve. So you know, finance their their dream home so they can you know close quickly without all the hassle and frustration of a typical mortgage, uh, without like you said, or without the down payment. Right. Yeah. So it turns out these guys, uh, he works for a really great mortgage company, by the way, and I'm not going to promo them, but they had a process. It's kind of the, I forget what it's called, six, seven, one process. So it could be, you could even have, I help first time home buyers, you know, buy the dream of their, uh, the home, their dream home, uh, using our whatever, six, seven, one method. So it's quick and painless. That's, that's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially you if you have a, dream, process, you have a process that makes you unique using that in your, 
Some even call it the value statement. Okay. If you use that in your value statement, that's boom, right out there. They're going, well, what are the six? They're right. right. Yes. What is that process? What is that? Why is that process different than any other mortgage broker? Why is it important that people are going to go, I, I want to know about this six step, six, six step process. If you yeah. said that in your value statement. Yeah. So their whole, their whole messaging, if you start looking at their messaging is about the ease and, and not dropping the ball. So apparently the six day, you know, something like six hours till your loan approval and seven days to get it processed and something. It, it, those numbers mean something, but the point of it is it's a very quick and painless, uh, you know, don't drop the ball. You know, if there's an issue, we're going to know really quickly and get it handled kind of, yeah. that's kind of the way they do business. So, so having a, instead of a typical, Hey, I'm a mortgage broker, right? Hey, what do you do? I'm a mortgage broker. Right. You would say, I help again, first time home buyers by the dream, you know, fund the dream of their uh, home of their dreams uh, through our six, seven, one method, which makes it, you know, quick and painless. See, and when you use this approach, this is the funny thing about, about this approach, because what you're doing is you're saying in that statement, you're saying, you know, here's the problem. Yep. Who I help. Yep. In the, and, and, what they want and then how I solve the problem and you overcome an objection at the end, which is without, is that usually is where you overcome the right. objection. You do sure. all that first statement. And what happens if you're talking, you're at a cocktail party, if you don't have cocktails, you're at a, uh, a coffee, a tea house, whatever. I don't know all the answers to that part because uh, I'd be at the cocktail party. But uh, that being said, um, then people have the opportunity to go, well, how does that work? See, right. now you go from being a salesperson, like people think of salespeople as people are selling something. We go from being a salesperson to now you're answering questions and technically, as long as you're answering questions, you're in the driver's seat. Right, right. And then this, would, this goes back to stuff we talked about before is, is your niche, right? So you could have, you're a mortgage broker and that's a pitch for first time home buyers, right? But you might do refinancing as well. Exactly. So then we would have another pitch that, you know, I help, you know, homeowners, you know, refinance, you know, get money out, get cash back as quick, you know, whatever, quickly as painly using our six, seven, one process. Right. So you would just change the, I help niche. I help these people. Um, and it can be the same message or, or a different message. My point being is this, you and I talked about niche several times. And the idea being is that pitch doesn't work for everybody, but it's easy to modify. Sure. Sure. And, and I would say one thing about this pitch is you are a person and you're selling to a person. Try to avoid corporate ease instead of we help, you know, by saying right. I help. Um, maybe the corporation, you work for a big mortgage company, but when it comes to your job there, you say I help because right. um, it, it makes it much more personal um, and you're avoiding that corporate jargon that so many people get stuck in. No, you're exactly right. And then I was going to say, um, maybe we'll go through like um, real estate. So one of my guys is real estate and he, you know, and real estate agents do everything, right? So, so they help buyers, sellers, and investors, right? So we got to pick one of those niches. Let's say we're going to pick the investor niche, right? So you'd say, you know, what's your client's biggest goal or desire, right? So, so the investor, he wants to buy a property maybe quickly. He wants to uh, flip it quickly. Uh, what's your client's greatest dream or aspiration, man, would it be nice to find the property and fix it up and sell it quickly? 
right? Without the hassles and the pains and quickly is probably, I would think second to profitably. Um, if your profitably comes, uh, first. So if you're a real estate agent, uh, trying to help an investor, then you're, you're, you know, I help investors, uh, find profitable homes, apartments, what you pick a niche there too, profit, whatever. Um, you know, so, so they can quickly, (laughs) that's perfect. So they can quickly sell, um, without losing their shirt. Right, right. So, so here's I got this one. I kind of, we kind of, I kind of did this in my little workshop, right? So, uh, you know, what's the client's biggest goal desire? So, a real estate investor might want some, uh, you know, a short, you know, a fast flip, you know, to put some cash in their hand. Maybe it's a new investor, right? Maybe it's a new real estate investor or existing, but let's say it's an, you know, a new one. You know, um, they don't want to waste time chasing the wrong property deals and you know, fears and frustration that, you know, they don't know what they're doing. So listen to this. So I help aspiring real estate investors. So now you've picked out your niche, niche right? I help aspiring um, to acquire investment properties in 90 days. Look, we even put like a day limit on that thing, right? So they can uh, have financial, uh, uh, make money quickly without the risk, uh, without risking their personal cash or credit, right? So now maybe we're going to teach them no money down type stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, you could switch that to be, I help seasoned investors, you know, I help seasoned. So now you want investors who already done it before. And one of the services this guy does is he, he, he's not a general contractor, but he kind of acts like the liaison between you and the contractor and the subs kind of make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Cause he goes by and checks it all the time. Uh-huh. Right. So it's like, I help seasoned investors leverage their time. Right. Um, so they can, uh, you know, quickly flip more properties, you know, with ease, right. Or, or something to that effect. Right. So, so we're trying to relay that in, in this instance, the value he adds is helping you identify the property, but also kind of supervising the rehab and then selling the property quickly and, and easily. Right. So you could adjust the niche again. I help aspiring real estate investors. I help seasoned real estate investors. Right. Then he could do the same thing on, you know, buyers or sellers, right? So I help people in this neighborhood, you know, I help people in Ponte Vedra to, you know, quickly and profitably, you know, sell their home within 60 days, 30 days, right? That solves a big problem. I mean, so if you say that, you're talking to somebody, I help people in um, Buckhead in Atlanta, you know, in Buckhead, um, sell their houses in, in 30 days um, without having to lower their price, you're going to interest some people. They're going to say, well, how are you going to do that? Well, we have this six-step process. Or uh, you could actually put that in that value statement as well or in your uh, pitch or in your million-dollar message is what we like to call it. Because if you get this right, not if you get there, when you get this right, it becomes a million-dollar message. Yeah. And it would be, it would be great. Exactly. Right. To, to mention your process, your six step process in there, you know, we help people in uh, uh, Buckhead sell their house within 60 days with our six step, you know, super selling process, you know, name it. That always sounds cooler. And then people might say, Oh, how do you do that? Tell me more about that. What is the six? You know, so it'd be great to name a process, even if it was like a, a, a 
in financial planning, there's a, the CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and they, they got the six-step process. So every financial planner in the world who has a CFP designation is supposed to go through these six steps. Now, they all do it, but they might have different names for it, right? But, but my point being is everybody's got six steps, three steps, four steps, right? This could be the four steps to writing, crafting your million-dollar message, right? That's what this, this could yeah, be. Yeah, we could have we named the podcast, <laughs> um, you know, the, the five – steps to and and that's what a lot of people do is there's right. always steps but what if your business is just like everyone else well you come up with a maybe six differentiators and that becomes your process if you can't patent something create a process that's right. proprietary yeah and there, there was a great saying and i don't remember who it was i'd love to give credit to it that it's that um you don't have to be better, you just have to be different or unique. So in other words, um, nobody has your exact background, right? So if we're talking about you're a copywriter, well, you, well, you have different uh, experiences than a different copywriter, right? So you're not better than a different copywriter, but you're different. So the, the Dave Mulvaney copywriting process, remember we had the, the baseball analogy one at one time you were using, is different than possibly someone else's copywriter. That's, that's how you become unique. That's how you set yourself apart, right? You're, just, you're not like, because if people have a lack of confidence, well, gosh, I'm not really any better than the guy that mows the lawn down the street, right? But you, but you got the, uh, the uh, lawn, you know, whatever, the, the, the six-step lawn improvement plan. Well, right? yeah, I mean, but when you look at it, what's in full agreement with you, McDonald's does not make the best burgers on the planet. Right. Right. Okay. But they do sell more of them than ever anyone else. So you don't have to have the best product. You simply have to be different. Now they're very different and they, and they're so unique that if you accidentally uh, put up anything that looks like the golden arches or <laughs> any of that, they're, they're, very, they're very unique to where they'll make sure that you know how unique they are. Right. But that's the point is there are things that different differentiate you from others and you want to accentuate that uh, because each, everybody has a different path in uh, think and grow, not think and grow rich. Uh, how to, fr how to win friends and influence people. Um, there's a, there's a chapter in there and I can't, I don't, I mean, it's been years since I read the book, but I remember um, him, uh, Dale Carnegie talking about how, when, if, if you under, try to understand that someone who does things a certain way, they do, if you put yourself in their shoes, chances are if you grew up in their upbringing, had been through their experiences and everything like that, you would do things exactly the same way. And understanding that is what makes you unique. That's right. your, your process is unique because of all of the experiences that brought you to today. And yes. so exactly right. gives you an advantage over others in your market that never went through the things you went through. Right. And it's just, and so you don't have to be better. You just have to be different. And that's, that's all it is. I mean, there are a million investment advisors. There's a million real estate agents. There's a million copywriters, right? It's, it's just being different having process. So I was going to whip you. I think there's probably less copywriters than, you know, because most people <laughs> don't even know what a copywriter is. So that's a good point. That's the, based upon that point. Um, I guarantee you there's a lot more financial planners than there is copyright. <laughs> I'll agree with that. <laughs> all right. So I was going to whip through a couple of these others and you could see, all right, so I did one, uh, a jeweler. I provide, clue. I got a jeweler guy. I can provide clueless guys who want to purchase that perfect diamond 
learn a fast and easy way to instantly assess any diamond so they can uh, determine the ones of the highest quality, the lowest price, high, you know, best guarantee, right? So what are you doing? You're, you're going after the, the clueless guy who's trying to buy the engagement ring, who's trying to buy the diamond necklace, the diamond uh, bracelet, the diamond earrings for his spouse or significant other, right? So you identified hit that target market, right? But you the could also change- The only thing I would caution- Yeah, yeah. To use the word clueless as part okay. of your target market would imply that if I signed up to buy diamonds from you, that I am clueless and that that might be a hindrance in selling. I'm just saying- it. It could be, or you're just saying, you know, you know, I understand that's almost a self-deprecating term. I understand how it can be interpreted both ways. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. But I understand where you're coming from because the reality is if um, most people are clueless, like if I hadn't bought rings over the years, I wouldn't have known all the different qualities. And, and so this jeweler that I went to, he gave me this, uh, is, is a place here in town and I will promote it because the guy is one of the most honest jewelers that I know. But uh, Beard's Jewelry, they're very big in Jacksonville. But he gave me this card, and it had all the different things uh, on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the back of his business card, and it was laminated. That's Nobody, awesome. I still have that. I probably have that for, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years when he gave me that. And it tells you all the color clarities and what to look for. And, right, and right. It's all on the back of his business card. So that's his value statement is I show you how to recognize what's a good gem. And, so most of us are clueless when it comes to diamonds. I don't, yeah. I don't have a clue, but this guy gave me, um, he didn't have to create a phenomenal lead magnet. But Dude, by the way, that is 10 different things in one right there, right? So he's got a marketing message, right? right. He's got a great um, marketing, you know, the business card with something on the back, right? I've got a business card that says, you know, learn the three mistakes that you're probably making, right? So he's got a call to action on the back of that card, learn how to, you know, assess diamonds, right? That's, that's his call to action on the back of the card, yeah. right? And then his value added is, I'll teach you how to be a, a discerning buyer, right? That's, that's like 10 different things in one. And, and like yeah. you said, that's even a lead picture. You know why he paint, puts that on the back of the card is because when you go to the big box. Um, diamond places. Yeah. Diamond places and you compare their prices with apples to apples with ours, we beat them every time. And so you that's see, what he did was he took a business card Yep. and turned it into a marketing message. So he took this core statement that we're talking about, this yep. million dollar message, and he turned it on two sides of a business card. You can't have any, you don't, see everybody's now, you gotta have a, you gotta have a funnel, you gotta have an email campaign and series and all these different things, but you can build a business with a business card. <laughs> you can build a business with a business card. That's exactly right. All right, I was gonna read a couple other. Here's a DUI attorney. I provide frightened and concerned first time DUI offenders right? There's his target market uh, who want to avoid felony conviction and mandatory jail time. That's kind of standard now, I think, on DUIs. Um, instead, with the means to receive probation instead of a criminal felony charge, right? So he's got this system where, where um, you go and whatever, take some sort of driver ed, alcohol ed, something like that, where it's almost like, dude, if you do this or we go to the, you know, the, 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 the judge or the attorney, you, you know, it's going to be you know, we got it all handled before we even got there. Right? Yeah, it all depends on the levels in this case. See, yeah, who he's dealing with. But think, think about this. So here's an attorney. And so I don't want people to like miss this whole thing. Uh, this attorney needs customers. And 
He used to have a lot of DUI people, but you know what has actually happened? Uber has done more to stop drunk driving than every DUI campaign commercial on the planet. And because of it, these attorneys are feeling it. Yes, they're feeling it. They have to learn, they have to turn to marketing now, which they they've never to had to do. They have to turn to marketing if they're going to survive. So yeah. if you're going to survive, I don't care if you're a dentist, attorney, it doesn't matter what you do, you better have a clear marketing message. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here was a consultant one, you know, kind of like, you know, you and I, I consult with frustrated and struggling small business owners. So there you're identifying your target market, frustrated, struggling small business owners uh, who want a marketing program uh, that they can easily ex execute and uh, generate more leads and attract more clients and make more money than they ever had before. Right. So now you're saying target market, frustrated and struggling small business owners. What are they looking for? A marketing program. What does it do? generate more leads, attract more clients, make more money. So if we're, if we're going to promote our uh, show, what, what do we do? We help um, entrepreneurs um, who one day want to sell their business instead of like dying and then the business gets sold. That's a little <laughs> asterisk there. But right. yeah, so, so that basic, so you can get top dollar for your business without it being sold after your death. I mean, that's what we do. And so Everybody has a statement and it's not that hard and, and you can use a template statement and still be much better than most people's. It's fun. And then you go into more detail, like, like then there's like this 30 second version. I'll just, I'll just split this out, which means kind of like, um, I've got another template for that. I didn't put that on here. We could do that later. Uh, but it's almost like, so here's go back to that jeweler. Do you know how frustrated and clueless guys are looking to buy their loved ones at perfect diamond, but they really don't know what's fair or what's high quality. Well, what we do is teach them an instant assessment method that helps them buy the perfect diamonds so they can get the highest quality and pay less and receive the, the, the best guarantee of the industry, right? So that, that formula is what I call the 30-second elevator speech. We could talk about that another time, but it's, now you're kind of peeking it. You know how this, you know, you, know, you know how people get frustrated buying diamonds. Well, what we do is teach them how not to be frustrated by teaching them our super secret process. So what you're doing there is, okay, so you start that 30-second out with – person problem pain. So yep. you've got to tell who you're talking to, their problem or their pain. Yep. And then uh, you want to move into the solution. Okay, here's the solution. Um, then you're going to tell them about the transformation that they're going to have this great thing that's going to happen to them. And then if you can put some testimony in there. In a, in a 30 second spot, you can get a lot more. Hey, you know, why do you think so many uh, weight loss people show the fat guy and the thin guy. <laughs> that's exactly right. But that's also how they complement each other, right? So you got the, the 10 second elevator speech. You know, we, we provide, we help clueless guys to purchase the diamond, you know, the, the little 10 second one. Then, oh, really? How do you do that? Well, do you know how frustrated guys are? Well, we, what we do is teach them, right? So you, it feeds right into that 30 second is almost the answer when they say, oh, tell me more about that, right? And it's the 30 second. It should be the, technically a 30 second commercial. I, I can't say it, but it, so what do I mean by a 30 second commercial? A 30 second commercial is thought out before they ever put it on yes. the, yes. so the point that I'm getting at is if you're going to have somebody say, well, tell me about that. Yes. You have a well thought out specific thing that you're going to say that is going to, at the end of it, it's going to ask them to do something. You're going to ask for a response of some kind. You've got to, you, I mean, um, what is the asking for the response? They've asked you a question. You may say, and 
you may ask a question, you know, how, how does, you know, how does this fit into what you're doing or, or something on those lines? Right. Exactly. Right. So, so it builds upon itself. Right. So, so the, the, this little elevator million dollar message builds upon itself. Again, go back to the jewelry you used, right? He had the message and then he had built upon the message. It's on the business card on the backside of the business card. It's actually the tool that he, that he's going to teach you the, 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 whatever the four C's I think is what it is, but maybe he has a catchier term. And then it builds upon the message of, of, of the next, the, the 32nd elevator pitch, right? That, that they, so Kind of neat. Uh, anyway, it was a great little class and it gets you to focus on, instead of what do you do? Uh, I'm a broker. Uh, what do you do? I'm a mortgage broker. Uh, what do you do? I'm a jeweler, right? We gotta but, say something a little more enticing. And, and the, the thing about it is, realistically, when somebody says what you do, they're not asking what you do. If you wanna know the truth, what they're really saying is, um, am I better than you or? No, they're saying, do you got it? Can you solve one of my problems? Well, no, they're, people are funny that way. They're a lot of times, like if you've been on the golf course, you have Matt and people are like, so what do you do? They're like, am I better than you? I mean, some people are that way. This was a conversation I had with someone else. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I hate when somebody asks me what I do. And cause my answer is always the same. When somebody says, what do you do? I say as little as possible. <laughs> but anybody who knows me knows that I work, I work extremely hard and I work a lot because I like to work. But that's the, the point is it's if you all of a sudden you have this, this statement, this million dollar message, they no longer care what you do. They care how that applies to them, how it oh, solves the problem in their life. All of a sudden it, it is really not focused on what you do. It's you've turned the conversation around to them without them knowing you did it. Right. Oh, exactly right. And, and this goes back to knowing your niche again. So again, you could use the mortgage broker and he's at the cocktail party. He kind of needs to make an educated guess. This is a first time buyer. Is this a refinance buyer? The real estate guy, uh, he's got to make it, you know, is this a buyer, a seller or an investor and it's a new investor or a seasoned investor, right? So you got to make a little assessment through your Q and A, through your discussions before you know, through your curiosity before you get to your elevator pitch. Otherwise, a stick, right? It, this isn't like a magic bullet. It's just, it's a magic bullet for those who are interested in the services you provide. And it, and it won't attract those who aren't, which is not right. a bad thing. Which is not a bad thing. That's exactly you, right. You can say, I help real estate investors and you say it right, but in their mind, they're like, I'm not a real estate investor. So immediately right. they're shut off. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and then they might move on to something else uh, because they're not a real estate investor. But at the same time, you know, they're not a real estate investor. And if you're at that party or wherever you are, that, that meeting to meet real estate investors, you might have to move on to someone else. Right. Exactly. You talk about us and our coaching, you know, so we help business owners uh, uh, get their business ready for, to maximize the sale of their business. Right. And they can, well, I'm not ready to sell but I could, I could probably use, use some help increasing the value of my business, right? So, so by even by having the message of you're looking for somebody who's want, ready to sell their business or get their business ready for sale, you're still gonna trip across the opportunities of, well, I wasn't really planning on selling it, but I, mean, I guess you're right, eventually I will. But so whatever you're teaching them, you could probably teach me to get my business ready for sale or to increase my profits and cash flow. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up because here's the truth. If you are in business and you are not thinking about selling it, you'll never sell it ever <laughs> because 
You don't own a bit. You don't, you either own a business or you work for a business. Right. And if you work for your business, you don't own that business. So why should you own a business? A business worth owning is a business worth selling. It doesn't mean you do sell it. It's just, it's worth owning. And um, if you work for it, uh, your business is worth its ass, maybe 50 cents on the dollar for, uh, you know, uh, for the assets. That's it. If you work for your company, because you're not, the value in your business is you instead of the value of the business being its own entity without you. That's where a business becomes real valuable. So technically, if we were talking to somebody and they say, well, I'm not, I'm not in the market to sell my business. What I know uh, under the surface, they're, they're technically saying, my business is not ready to sell. Right, right. In, in most cases, you, that's the most common answer. Um, I can honestly say that there was a 15-year period of time when multiple people wanted to buy my business, and in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't ready to sell. <laughs> that's um, good. Good for you to know that. Well, I knew because I was working my ass off, <laughs> and there was no way that anybody could do my job without right, enormous right. training, and no one was going to pay for that. So, right, right. <laughs> Well, it's funny. So I had, a, I had a conversation with one of my clients earlier this morning. Uh, and, you know, I also say build it to sell it, even if you don't plan to sell it. Because so they're now on the stage of, of they're not ready to sell it, but they are ready to take more time off, if that makes sense, or, or, or enjoy the fruits of their labor, right? You know, I can, I can go on vacation for two weeks and the business will still run. Or I can, I can work, you know, I can take off Mondays or, or every other Friday and the business still run. So I encourage my you know, I've got, I told you that I've got clients that take a week off every, every quarter. That way they're always going somewhere or just got back. I've got guys that take the month of July off. So take a whole summer uh, month off to be with your kids and your family. Business still runs without you. So, so build it to sell it, even if you don't want to sell it, because if you, the both are the same. You got to have systems and processes so you can go on vacation and it still runs business uh, systems and processes so you could sell it. And it still runs somebody else. I always say well, and you're a retirement business. guy, right? So right. what, what do we want? If you sell your business, what do you want it for? So you can make income, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. If right. your business is paying you income. Do you have to sell it? Right. You, right. At least you have a choice if you're not working for it. Look, if you're taking one week off a quarter and every Friday, and maybe you take a month off at, in December, if you're doing all that, and you really love the four days that you do work a week? And yeah, why would, why would they be any different? What was that stat? There was some stat, we might've talked about it last week, I can't remember, that was like 100% of people would sell their business today if they were financially secure enough to, to walk away, right? So that says several things. One, have they accumulated wealth outside the business, but also, like you said, gosh, is my business really ready, ready, able to be sold, right? Because like you said, they know it. There are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of one to $5 million companies in the U S and well, it's estimated, estimated, mind you, cause you can't get these real answers. I think this was by, I'm trying to think of the big, big business broker. I'll think of it here in a second, but uh, they were saying how about 88% of them are not ready to be sold. So one to 5 million, we're not talking about little companies. We're not talking about a, you know, a guy with a, you know, a toolbox in the trunk of his car. We're talking about, in many cases, somebody with 15 trucks on the road um, and that business is not ready to be sold. So we're talking about businesses that are sizable that this happens to. So it's not, I want to imply this is a small business problem. Right. 
All right, we got sidetracked. I'm sorry. All right, so craft your million dollar message. So that's so you can speak to your target audience when somebody asks you, what do you do for a living? What we're trying to do is answer the question, you know, who do we, who do we help? What's the problem they have? What problem are we solving for them? We can do that in a one sentence little plug and play. We'll have that attachment. Uh, so your million dollar message. I like what you had said, where we're talking about you're really solving their problem and, and aspirations and desires. And so really pretty fun. This is a good conversation. Where can we find Dave Mulvaney? You can find me at davidmulvaney.com and connect with me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney. How about you, Matt? Perfect. So I'm at uh, Matt Hudgens over at LinkedIn and then uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com. 10xprofitblueprint.com is the coaching website. And if you're finding this on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Um, yes. And you can go, you can also hear the podcast at uh, profitabilitymd.com. It's available also on the uh, um, I, I, iTunes and Stitcher and Stitcher. Spotify, all well, that. Anyway, all you get your... Anyway, you get your uh, iTunes. But we got the Profitability MD website up going now, too. So that's coming. So good. Well, Matt, enjoy your week, and we'll All talk right. soon. See you, buddy. Take care.